This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Uh, Iran and, and Hamas. In fact, Hamas wouldn't be Hamas without the support that it's gotten over many years from Iran. We haven't yet seen direct evidence that Iran was behind this particular attack or involved, but the, the support over many years is clear. It's one of the reasons that over the last couple of years, we have been resolutely working against Iran's support for terrorism, uh, for destabilizing actions in other countries. We've sanctioned more than 400 Iranian individuals and entities precisely uh, for the kind of support that they've offered uh, Hamas in the past. And it's something that we remain extremely vigilant about. Now, i got to give Secretary of State Anthony Blinken a little bit of leeway here. He made those comments yesterday morning, I guess in uh, 7 o'clock hour in one of the talk TV shows yesterday. Uh, he says there's no evidence that Iran is linked to this. Uh, he had to have known at the time, though. We do know for sure numerous news outlets, including Wall Street Journal, Iran did help plot this attack on Israel over several weeks. Now, the thing here is the money. Remember, uh, what was it, two months ago, the United States released some $6 billion to Iran in exchange for some hostages. And Nikki Haley, who, by the way, uh, was uh, she she knows about this kind of stuff, GOP presidential uh, candidate. Uh, she is saying, look at the money. And I agree with her here because already uh, progressives are saying, no, this money, see, the, the, the six billion dollars, Iran didn't use that money. And we want to dismantle that argument here. But first, Nikki Haley. I think it was irresponsible for Secretary Blinken to say that the six billion dollars doesn't weigh in here. I mean, let's be honest with the American people and understand that Hamas knows and Iran knows they're moving money around as we speak because they know six billion is going to be released. That's the reality. And I agree with her. Because think about it like this, like if you win the Powerball, if you won the Powerball over the weekend, which nobody won, all of a sudden you know, man, I got $1.4 billion coming. I don't have the money yet. But what are you going to do with the money that you do have? Oh, you're spending for sure. I mean, think about all the people who have $100 left in their bank account. They're getting paid Friday. They know that check's coming. They go out to dinner Thursday. It's the word we're looking for here is fungible. And some of the worst takes I saw yesterday from some people who are local, but maybe not the brightest... <laughs> I, that's that was the stupidest take I heard yesterday. It was just, oh, it's still sitting in the bank. It, it has <laughs> nothing to do with any of this. Are you kidding me? That's right, because you know it's coming. You are going to start spending money. And the other thing, because I heard several people say this yesterday. As a matter of fact, when we finish up this clip from uh, Nikki Haley, she was on uh, NBC's Meet the Press. I want you to hear the comments at the end by the reporter, because we keep hearing these people say there's no proof. Remember, there also was not enough proof to convict O.J. Simpson of murder. So when these politicians lie to you, lie to the American people, they're servants, by the way. And so when they come out and lie to you, there's no proof. They are choosing their words carefully. And as an attorney, you know, words matter sometimes. So in this situation, when they're saying there's no proof, in other words, Anthony Blinken, he knows. He knows Iran was behind this. He knows we we just released $6 billion to Iran. They may not have the debit card. They may not be at that ATM there on the Gaza Strip withdrawing cash to go buy stuff to attack Israel right now with that $6 billion that was released. But they know they got money coming. If I know I've got a big chunk of money coming, I'm going to spend what I got, man. I'm going to spend it right now. So completely disingenuous, if not just outright dishonest that's the thing i get frustrated with these servants how they lie you know we're all fellow americans shouldn't we be honest with each other 
especially these people in positions of leadership. More from Nikki Haley. When I was at the United Nations, you saw that when those planes full of cash sent by Obama to Iran, I went to the International Atomic Energy Agency. I met with them. What happened was those funds were sent to Hezbollah in Lebanon. They were sent to Hamas in Gaza. They were sent to the Houthis in Yemen. They go and spread terrorism every time they get a dollar. It doesn't go to the Iranian people. It does go to terrorist attacks. And Secretary Blinken's just wrong to imply that this money is not being moved around as we speak and, and yet to ambassador, hurt those that love freedom. And yet, Ambassador, there's just no proof of that yet. So Kristen Welker repeating the talking point from Anthony Blinken earlier in that context of the conversation. There's no proof that this is happening. You're the Secretary of State. You knew it and you lied. You lied to the American people on the TV. Well, there's no proof. You know it happened. And I think in legal terms, you'd maybe call it circumstantial evidence. You're talking about the timing. The Wall Street Journal reported that Iran started plotting and helping organize this. Guess when all of this plotting started? August, the same month. The same month the U.S. said, here's $6 billion. Those are facts. These are not talking points. Stephanie's absolutely right. It was in August. The U.S. said, all right, we're going to release that $6 billion. I would imagine minutes after then or sometime maybe the next day, Iran, Iran started planning this with the other enemies. They did it right after they got that money. A third grader. Jefferson City Elementary could explain this to a progressive. Okay, so it's the money, you know, right? A third grader would be able to uh, recognize that the progressive Anthony Blinken is lying to you. I think anybody could recognize this. And you try to protect these people and try to give us this false sense of security. That's depressing, man. I noticed, too, guys, uh, that Kansas City Mayor, uh, uh, former Mayor Emanuel Cleaver, I'm thinking of him, but it's the Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas tweeted over the weekend. Emanuel Cleaver did as well. But Mayor Lucas was being um, really hammered a a little bit by some of the Palestinian activists. I don't know if folks have noticed that um, for what I thought was a was a tweet that was very similar to what even some Republicans have tweeted. Many Republicans in Jefferson City. Congresswoman Cori Bush has also weighed in on this from St. Louis. Um, She is uh, condemning the the violence in Palestine, in Israel, in her words, condemning the targeting of civilians. She's calling for a ceasefire. Um, And she's got a full statement up on her Twitter page. But I do notice this is a four paragraph release. Uh, third paragraph here, it says, as part of, quote, achieving a just and lasting peace, we must do our part to stop this violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid, end of quote. So that is, that's getting some attention from some of her uh, constituents in St. Louis, but many on the Twitter page uh, following her seem to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I was glued to the news all weekend. It's just, it's terrifying. And I, and I did see the tweet from Mayor Lucas, and it, it seemed more middle of the road. It did. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then seeing what was happening on the streets of New York, seeing some of the demonstrations, I mean, it got, it's... It's tense even here, and I think there were demonstrations in Canada, and it just made me think. Meanwhile, while you know people are taking to the streets, even among our in our own country, and and have very serious disagreements here, uh, Joe Biden is uh, having a barbecue. I think is what he was doing, and then I just got angry. I got real angry, and then I people were digging up some of Trump's old tweets, and I just thought, would we, would you know, would we be here on the worldwide stage? 
would, would, would all of this conflict erupt under Trump? And people were posting his old tweets. And I thought he had one that said, no mercy to terrorists, you dumb bastards. That was just <laughs> one of his tweets. Another one, he said some friendly health advice to Iran. If one American is killed, I will hold Iran responsible Think it over. State Representative Adam Schwadron, St. Charles. He's going to be joining us on the show, 710, some insight. He's spoken about issues like this. He is, he's spoken about them on the House floor. He is Jewish. He's going to be joining us at 710 this morning. To your point, Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas. You have to ask Joe Biden. Whatever he does tur- turns out to be wrong. We saw it with the debacle in Afghanistan. We're seeing Ukraine crumble, crumble apart as well right now. And here we are. The reason, the reason that Hamas feels comfortable doing this is because they don't respect Joe Biden. Nobody respects him. He's a gutless wonder. Nobody respects him. And that's why these uh, terrorist groups are, are reigning free right now. We don't like to brag when we're right, but it's something that Stephanie and I since day one, because I think it is a serious enough issue to say, okay, the conservative, independent, libertarian aspect aside, the biggest problem we saw following the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021 was our appearance on a worldwide stage when you have somebody like President Magoo running the country. NATO said in Washington, D.C., we've played the clip a hundred times, the reason that Putin invaded Ukraine was because of Joe's perceived weakness. It was because of Joe, how he handled Afghanistan. They looked around, Putin looked around and said, do you see what President Magoo did with the Afghanistan war withdrawal? He killed, he killed 12 young Americans. My goodness, one of them from Missouri, right down I-70 from mid-Missouri. I think now's a good time to invade Ukraine. And he went and invaded Ukraine. And then the United States now, they've released $6 billion two months ago. Then days after, Iran sits down, starts planning uh, this. And I, I just don't know any other way to put it. The bigger picture, that is why Joe Biden, if you're a Democrat or a progressive, for the love of God, please do not vote for Joe Biden. You see what's, what he's done to, to Israel. Uh, you see the money he's given to Iran. Uh, you see what he did to our uh, American service members in Afghanistan. Uh, you see what he has done, uh, which caused Ukraine to be invaded by Putin. These are all easily, verifiably, and in a factual manner traced to the guy who is the president of the United States of America. You cannot get around that. You cannot left hand. You cannot make a left hand turns to talk your way out of it. You know, the other thing that reminded me of David Tyson Smith, local state rep. I like the guy personally. He's done some great stuff on a human level. He came in here. I don't know. It's been a couple of months. And the whole thing was, David, we want you to we don't want to argue. We want to hear why do progressives and Democrats, why do you think in these ways? And we highlighted some of the things that, at least in my opinion, are asinine and insane. And. He danced. Somebody even said it sounds like he's auditioning with Dancing with the Stars because he danced around the stuff so much. And it occurs to me because of these things that we see with President Magoo, David Tyson Smith, the reason he gave us the runaround that morning. And he was very clear. He was very concise. That was something that had been in the works for a while. He knew exactly what the mission was on that day when he came and sat in these studios here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And he never gave any good answers. And here's why, I think, in his own mind. He disagrees. He cannot side with Democrats. He can't explain it. And that's why he danced around the issues, because leadership on the Democrat side is so it's not only poor, it's dangerous for you and your kids and dangerous for your grandkids. I do think he's more moderate than where a lot of folks are in his party. But one thing we know about Democrats, unlike Republicans, is that they are super good at falling in line. And we saw it in D.C. last week. They don't 
they don't separate. They they are unified in their position, even when, you know, you might be a little bit uh, more moderate than your colleagues. You're not going to say that publicly. And when it's time to get in line, guess what? You're getting in line. And that's something that they do really well. They are very good at it. Coming up, 735, Scott Vaughn, Missouri Times. Uh, talking about uh, campaign money for uh, some Missouri races, specifically gubernatorial races. Where are we with that? That's coming up, 735. And we get to meet the dude who is going to marry... Producer Hannah, her fiance, and I don't know why he's agreed to do this. Hannah, what did you have to, to marry do? me or come in? <laughs> to come in and hang out with Wake Up Mid Missouri. How'd you do it, man? Uh, I don't. I don't know. You told him. I, yeah. <laughs> you just told him. All right. Coming Pretty up. much. So we get to meet him throughout the morning. Coming up, we're going to be doing the daily DC rundown with Stephanie Bell. Should I be putting all my eggs in the RFK basket? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Been tied for generations. But, and that's getting us into today's Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. Just kidding. RFK is actually <laughs> going to run potentially as an independent or a third party candidate. He is um, expected to be in Philadelphia today and to outline his plans. Um, Joe Biden has criticized him already for this, thinking, you know, he could siphon off votes from Biden. Um, there's also the uh, potential Green Party that is out there, and as well as this no labels, not party party that's out there that could have some sort of running um, candidate. Uh, they are, they've been extra quiet lately, so I don't know what's going on with them, but it certainly could shake up the game. And, you know, the polling hasn't been looking great for Biden. Um, as of late, but you know, I, I think any, I'll take any help we can get. <laughs> and I think this is helpful to us. So Fist it's bump. providing me some hope today. Uh, as a matter of fact, some polling for what it's worth. Uh, one uh, TIPP poll, Trump and Biden uh, neck and neck. An Emerson poll uh, shows Trump beating Biden by 29 points. What? Are any other polls other than just the tip showing that one? Oh, no. no. <laughs> and points. Yikes. All right. So um, the border obviously is a major issue and people um, and with the latest conflict um, overseas, uh, it's becoming even more concerning for folks on um, the GOP candidates are out really strongly um, on the border. DeSantis wants drug smugglers to be shot dead. Nikki Haley says we're sending going to send special forces into Mexico. Ramaswamy said we're treating what drug cartels as the sugar daddy and if he's elected there's a new daddy in town that's weird anyway <laughs> no, oh god did he really like say that, that? <laughs> i um, want the, i want the first bumper stick and that's for desantis saying there's a new ramaswamy ramaswamy gonna, there's a new daddy in there's town. there's a new daddy in town his name is vivek ramaswamy now i, I like that <laughs> i so a lot of these gop candidates have saying are saying they're going to carry out potential acts of war against Mexico. Of course, it's centered around um, the uh, fentanyl coming into the country. Um, Ramaswamy did something really interesting that I saw on Twitter and got a lot of headlines this weekend. He was up on the northern border. Did you see this? I did not. And he was saying, like, here's, like, where we're supposed to come in, and then there's, like, a thing that says hiking trail, and so he takes the hiking trail and, like, comes right in, or, and he's like, uh, are, is anyone paying attention up here? Because this is also a problem. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you go, you cross the Canadian border, they have the checkpoints. Obviously, it's not walled or fenced or anything like that. You don't see people with AK-47s guarding the border. But yeah, you can take some of those trails and just walk right through. I think that was, I mean, he's actually gone to the border and talking about something and bringing up an issue that no one else is talking about. I do like Ramaswamy. I like him. Last week, here's something I said that I really liked about Ramaswamy talking about the budget. He says, why don't we start 
at the beginning with the budget? Because here's basically what we do in Washington, D.C., and I don't know, probably a whole lot in the business world, is everybody says, okay, what was our budget last year? What do we need last year? And his idea, why don't we just blow this? Start from zero. What do you need to run your office? Not what did you do last year? What do you absolutely need? Well, we're not the only ones talking about the border because the UK is talking about the border. And Rishi Sunak is saying, he's not saying build the wall. He's saying stop the boats. And so they have um, a policy where they are uh, sending asylum seekers to Rwanda. And the folks representing the migrants are saying that is unlawful and inhumane. The East African country is not a safe place to send people. So they are challenging it. Um, It is before the UK Supreme Court. Now, for my lawyer friends, this is wild. Three days of arguments. It's not a when Like, you know, when you go to the Missouri Supreme Court, it's like 20 minutes. You know, the U.S. Supreme Court's longer, but three days of arguments, I, I, I got I might have to tune in for that if they've got it. Um, but This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Terms being tossed around like deprogramming Trump followers. All of America needs deprogramming because we've all been negatively influenced by Donald Trump. Can't uh, sit down with people don't, that don't recognize there was an insurrection. Megan alluded the other day to the deprogramming that uh, Katie Kirk talked about. Deprogramming that might work in other cases is um, it's obviously proven to be difficult. But many of them have allowed the lies really to seep into their soul and it's beginning to rot their minds. Taking it even a step further, Raskin told the New York Times that he's ordered books about cults and deprogramming. Another talking point. We heard the comments last week from Hillary Clinton. Here's the thing, and I don't know if you saw the video of Hillary Clinton saying that uh, mega ideas, people that believe in Donald Trump and support the ideas of, you know, financial responsibility in America first, they need to be deprogrammed. You can hear this talking point been making the rounds, much like the talking point we've been seeing this morning as it relates to Iran getting that $6 billion release back in August uh, from uh, the United States. The other thing, apparently, that started happening in August after we released the $6 billion. They started plotting the plan for this whole attack. Uh, Iran started helping to plot the uh, the plan. So uh, the talking point this morning, there's no proof. That's what the progressives and folks from the White House are saying. Well, there's no proof that this money, first of all, they if they don't have it yet, you know, when you get a chunk of money... You know it's coming. You start spending the money you do have. But their talking point, there is no evidence. Matter of fact, Anthony Blinken on TV yesterday morning, then 12 hours, he's saying, well, we don't know that Iran had anything to do with this. It's confirmed less 12 hours later that, yeah, Iran uh, probably not only helped with the money, they helped with the planning. And the Secretary of State, he, he would have known that 12 hours beforehand. But it's the talking point. There is no evidence. Evidence Coming up 710 this morning, Adam Schwadron, State Representative, St. Charles, Republican. He is Jewish. He's going to be joining us talking about what happened with Israel over the weekend. He's here at 710. Scott Fawn, 735. Wanted to pass this along. Uh, good thing uh, most of, uh, what, almost 15,000 state employees, Jefferson City, are going to be off today because the Missouri Department of Transportation closing the Truman Boulevard Bridge over Highway 50. That's going to be going on for about... 10 days. Welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Producer Hannah is here. Hello. Are you excited about your fiance? Hannah's fiance, Brandon, is going to be. And he's a pretty good dude, by the way. He works for the state. He is a volunteer firefighter. Uh, we're excited to meet him this morning. How do you feel about things? <laughs> um, I'm excited, but more nervous because I don't think this is going to end well for me. Yeah, what what is it about? What what makes you nervous? 
I just have a feeling that you're going to work very hard to embarrass me. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll be nice. Stephanie, uh, do you feel I have a right to be nervous? Probably. Uh, coming up uh, a little bit later, we're also going to be checking 825. We will do the Morning Bell Business News. A little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you marshes out today. He is going to be here tomorrow. But we will still be doing that would be all except for this. Joe Biden said something over the weekend. So when he got done flipping dogs and stirring up the baked beans at the cookout Saturday after we learned that Israel had been attacked, he's out doing a barbecue and he's doing the cooking and stuff like that. He found time uh, to make. And it's something. I don't know if you agree with what he said, but I happen to agree with what the president said over the weekend. He's talking about the jobs report and people talking about. So he's trying to make it all glowy and glossy. And there are some good points to it. And listen, we want the economy to be good. It's not like smart conservatives are sitting around. Gosh, I hope these do job numbers come out and they're crap because I just want to keep proving my point that Joe is bad for the country. Smart conservatives are not doing that. We all want the country to do well, want there to be jobs, don't want recession, all that good stuff. Uh, but to that point, Joe Biden said something interesting over the weekend, and I happen to agree with him. Look, I got to choose my words here. You all are not the happiest people in the world. So he's addressing reporters, saying you're not the happiest people in the world. Uh, and that takes him into the point that he's trying to make. What's your report? I mean it sincerely. It gets a more little. You get more legs when you're reporting something that's negative. I don't mean I don't mean you're picking on me. Or I'm just the nature of things. You turn on the television, and there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake. You know, to say you know it's about you know somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean I I, I get it. I don't know if I understand the analogy. Hannah's uh, eyes got a little crossed there too. Uh, which you could see if you were watching on our YouTube channel. I'm trying to figure out why he's breathing so heavy. Yeah, well, because he's not in good health. I pray somebody in his circle helps him. Anyhow, um, but he's right. You know, when it comes to the news, well, what was the old mantra in journalism? If it bleeds, it leads. Whether you watch MSNBC or Fox or you read Breitbart or you watch Newsmax. There's very little that's positive. And talk radio, same thing. Make your living. Uh, so, I don't know, sowing discontent. And sometimes don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say here. Sometimes presenting facts that aren't favorable to people, that's not being negative. That's being very important. That is providing a surface. But I agree with the president. Because you feel like it got to a point during the government pandemic, I was trying to watch the network news uh, every night and just couldn't especially there was one especially lead anchors, David Muir, uh, on the ABC National News, not the local affiliate I'm talking about, but talking on ABC National News. Man, they come on with blaring graphics and red letters and everything's a breaking news story and everything is developing now, happening right now, breaking. And he's always, and every time he delivers a story, it's like this. And now we go here where it is raining, which is further evidence of of climate change. They're bad about it. uh, And it bums people out. Uh, Incidentally, we have a story of a kid saving a dog and a man from a lake. Yay! (laughs) This was in, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but this dude's in his Jeep, went to the, uh, went to the lake, 17-year-old kid named Joe Salmon, 
Uh, he jumped in, saved an 83-year-old dude. He's trying to get out of his Jeep, and his foot gets caught in between the console and the seat. And so he goes in, gets some help from other people. 17 years old, save the 83-year-old, and save the dog, Cooper, who was six. So see, we have a dog. We have a positive story. Stephanie uh, probably hates this story. The dog's name is Cooper. Dog's name is Cooper. Kind of like Nathan's dog named, or no, that was his car named Kyle. Kyle his cat. That's a weird name for a dog. Cooper had a dog named Cooper, actually. Seriously, really? a little Rottweiler Black Lab mix. Probably second best dog I ever had. If I was grading, you know, like I grade people in my life, this person is the most important person in my life. This one's third. If I was grading my dogs, Cooper was probably my second favorite dog uh, ever. Stephanie, what was the highlight of your weekend? Uh, I watched the Southern Boone sixth grade Eagles complete their regular season undefeated. Right. And the last two seasons, they've, I guess, won half and half. And their goal was to go three and three. And they they ended up, they have a big game next week. um, But they really worked hard. And so it was, uh, it went into overtime. And so, and everyone's like, what are the rules for sixth grade overtime? Same as college football, if you're wondering. But Man, how about that game? Uh, Saturday, Mizzou, LSU. What a tough game that was. And then yesterday, the Chiefs. And I went, listen, the Chiefs, I keep going. What's wrong with the Chiefs? What's wrong with the Chiefs? They're four and one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going like, what's wrong? Patrick's not throwing for 340 yards. But Travis yards Kelsey game. might be injured, right? Yeah, he's, uh, and it was a play. I don't know if you saw the play, but like he just he just turned. He, wasn't, he didn't get hit by anybody. And you could see right away he grabbed his ankle, came back, scored the go-ahead touchdown for the Chiefs. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering, and, and of course, I'm, I'm wondering, is he spending too much time with his new alleged girlfriend and maybe not spending enough time? And that's where, again, uh, the story about uh, it's not that the dog got saved. That's where I am right now. Somebody pushed the dog uh, into the lake. What was the highlight of your week? Yesterday, the weather was incredible. Like, yeah. if we could have every day like that. Oh, my gosh. It was perfect. I got to go hang out with a big guy um, over the weekend. And uh, what? The big guy, my dad. Yeah, yeah. I got to hang out, <laughs> hang out with him uh, over the weekends. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Are you Are you going to talk about what else you did uh, over the weekend? I don't think anybody cares about that, except for me and maybe her. <laughs> no, I did. Went to Aha or Ha Ha Tonka State Park. <laughs> Keep saying Aha Tonka State Ha Ha Tonka State Park, uh, and it's nice. I'd never been there. It's uh, you know, if you're headed down south, it might be worth pulling off for about ninety minutes. Went and saw the castle. Went down to the uh, the springs, and even uh, posted some pictures on Facebook, which I haven't done any, on my personal Facebook page. And I haven't done that in a long time. They Not call just that a, any pictures. Uh, they call that a hard launch these is, days. Is that yes. what that is? Yes. What does that mean? Uh, when you uh, when your relationship is like not super public, but then like all of a sudden it's like, the, you know, it, a soft launch would be like maybe like you post a picture of yourself out at dinner and there's like two place settings, you know, or like her <laughs> okay. hand or like, you know, so people are like, I wonder if Brandon's seeing someone, but like a picture of her and you, hard launch. Yeah. So it's on personal Facebook page, not on the Wake Up Mid-Missouri Facebook We could page. share it if you would like <laughs> us to. <laughs> Uh, it was a lovely weekend. Yeah, and I'm sure she was probably excited that you posted her on your Facebook. Probably, because you girls get that way about those kinds of things. And oh. I mean that in a nice way. It's not, I didn't mean to sound, you know. Uh-huh. Um, my, and I think the highlight of my week is going to be, now we've known Brandon, uh, which is uh, producer Hannah's fiance. 
Uh, Steph and I have had the pleasure. Fine young man, by the way. Brandon with an Owen. Brandon with an Owen. It's going to get real confusing. You're Brandon with an Ian. Uh, And he's a fine young man. And we've (laughs) talked about him over the years and the seven years that they've been engaged. Uh, and now, no. this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Rising 288 points, the Nasdaq up 212, S&P 500 up 50. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Friday's numbers following the job report that was released. Stephanie will look at your futures coming up at 825 in the morning. Bell business news with a little twist, by the way, after Israel uh, declares war after being invaded over the uh, attacked over the weekend. Gas prices uh, is a big thing. Truly, Lynn uh, uh, gas gas industry expert talking about the potential of what could or could not happen to gas prices. What we might see is a small rise in the price of crude, a change to the upside simply to build in some kind of risk premium for the fact of where this attack took place in the Middle East. Yeah, and that's something that folks paying attention to because listen, everything, so how does this affect us? We can sit and whine and complain about things uh, and, and we're saddened to see what, uh, what's happened. Um, but then we, how is this going to affect us here? That's why these things are important. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah Marsh is uh, back tomorrow. Brian Houseworth is here. My name is Brandon Rather. Coming up 710, State Rep Adam Schwadron, Republican St. Charles area. Uh, he is Jewish. He is going to be joining us. His take on this coming up at 710. Scott Fawn, Missouri time 734. What about campaign? Uh, what about campaign coffers for especially our gubernatorial candidates? Scott's going to be looking at that coming. Coming up at 735. We feel really lucky for a long time now. I'm talking about Hannah. She's getting married, getting married, getting married. And as we understand it, she got married a week and a half ago. Court steps, Monotown <laughs> County Courthouse. Now, and, you, uh, you need to be careful with starting those fake news rumors. As a matter of fact, we get to uh, meet her fiance. You get to meet her. He's a gentleman that we've known for uh, quite some time here in the show and i will tell you seriously and, and personally i think and I've, I've said this to hannah and most people i meet um the guy that uh she has chosen to marry uh is a very uh fine young good human being um one of the things he does he's a volunteer firefighter and he's just an all-around he seriously is a good guy how did you and his name is brandon how did you and <laughs> hannah which i always find it interesting <laughs> Uh, that she chose to marry a dude who has the same name as me. Are, are you trying to make this about yourself right <laughs> Probably. Now? It sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh, how did you all meet? Well, we actually uh, we met on a dating app. Mm-hmm. It's called Bumble. Yeah. Uh, I didn't tell her this for almost six or eight months after we started really talking. Really? But uh, I accidentally swiped on her. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It was an issue. She was a couple years younger than me. She was in Columbia in college, and I just... I didn't know if uh, if that was going to work for me. I was already out of school. I was, you know, big boy job already. So what I hear you saying, you wasn't your first choice. <laughs> he thought I was going to be a partier, which is so funny because I'm such an old lady. Tell me about the ones you were looking at on the app, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, is this what you were worried about, Hannah? A little bit. All right. Uh, this is Brandon, Hannah's fiance. Joyce. What's up? Uh, so it was an accident, but you didn't tell her for a long time. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was. I've been on the app for like a month and had no matches whatsoever. And I was kind of in that stage of my life where I really wasn't looking to date yeah. anyway. You know, I'd gotten out of a bad relationship a couple of years prior and I was just kind of living the bachelor life for a while. Yes, and he was. Which is pretty nice, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it uh-huh. was wonderful. Yeah. 
but we, you know, we said, hey, let's just, we'll go on a date. And mm -hmm. after the first date, I was like, you know what? I really want to continue to get to know this girl. You know, she seems like she's pretty cool. Doesn't really fit what I originally thought about her. Mm -hmm. You know, wasn't a partier, wasn't, you know, somebody that liked to go out and do all the stupid college kid stuff. So, because that definitely was, wasn't, that wasn't me even when I was in school. What was the first thing that uh, caught your fancy about her? Well, you know, we just, uh, we shared a lot of the same likes because Bumble kind of gives you the opportunity to put, what are your hobbies? What are things mm -hmm. that you like? And of course, she liked my profile because 90% of my pictures were either firefighting pictures. Okay, you know, okay. She's got a thing for firemen. <laughs> big, you know, big dude in, uh, in bunker gear. And one of my pictures had my guitar in it. And, mm -hmm. you know, those two comboed together, I think, I mean, I, it, I got her right off the bat. Very nice. The best part was finding out after the fact that his ex took the photos of him in his <laughs> firefighter garb. Yeah, you learn some, sometimes women get a little squeamish about that kind. <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't yeah. understand it. And I'll tell you this, what I've learned from my experience, we don't need to try to understand it. Uh, it's all about her, and for her, hopefully it'll be all about you. And I've been married twice, so I know what I'm talking about here. I've done this two times. I've got some experience. Uh, <laughs> got some experience here. And uh, you're a volunteer, so I applaud anybody. By the way, going by the Capitol over the weekend, lit up in red to uh, highlight firefighters. There was a big event honoring firefighters that have died in the line of duty. What is it, and you're a volunteer firefighter, what is it that made you want to be a, uh, a fire? fighter well i mean first of all my dad was a firefighter my brother uh, is still on the fire department with me our youngest brother just actually joined our junior firefighter program for people who are not mm -hmm. old enough to be on full time um so it's it's a family affair for me i started out as i just i wanted to do something to help my community you know my dad was also a police officer for california for many many years um my brother was in the marine corps um and i just i needed something mm -hmm. and it gave me a sense of community it gave me a sense of purpose and yeah after nine years now, it's it, I I absolutely love what I do there. Being a volunteer or fire.